0: So, so good. I tell you what, kids, we would invite you back in here more often, but us adults, we'd have to have oxygen on demand. Instead of coffee, it'd just be like, I'm out of shape, people. Oh my goodness. Hey, we're so glad that you guys have joined us. We are in week three of this family series, and we invited all of our kids in here and our students because today we're going to talk about the relationship that we have with our kids. And we're going to be challenged not only as kids, but we're going to be challenged as parents as well as how we raise our kids. And all throughout this series, we've been kind of kicking things off and we've been really settling into this question that we've been asking ourselves. And the question is this, is what if we love our family like Jesus loves us? What if we love our families like Jesus loves us? So today we're going to talk about how we can apply this with our kids and as we can how we can apply it as parents. So, question, I want to get everybody on the same page here really quick. Show of hands, raise your hand if you are a, a parent, either a kid summit age kids, Impact Peak, if you've got a kid still at home that's 40 and you, you know, <laughs> right? If you are a parent, okay? Raise your hand if you're a kid. Parents, you're a kid. Seriously. You are somebody's kid, right? We're all, we've all been a kid at some point in our lives. So here's the cool thing is that we all fall into one of these two categories. And for all of us, really, we fall into the second we've all been a kid at some point. We all have had or have parents. And here's what I know about this relationship when it comes to parents and kids. Is that sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes they can be a little messy. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, sometimes it can be hard, right? Your parents are like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. The kids are like, "Uh uh-huh, yep, they're really tough. I'm telling you, my parents are so tough on me, my girls would say that for sure, right? But it can be a little tough, and sometimes we can frustrate each other, right? Sometimes we can hurt each other, and there's a lot of emotions that can be involved. And as we have been asking this question, what if we love our families as God loves us, I wonder if there's a little bit of a relationship between how we are as parents and how God, our Heavenly Father, sees us. If I were to be honest, I mean, there's been times that I've been like, I don't know what you're doing, God. I mean, if I were God, I wouldn't have done that, right? Or I've been a little frustrated or maybe a little disappointed or or whatever with the situation in life. And I can imagine that there's been plenty of times God's been like, oh, gosh, Andy, please, don't do that again, right? I'm sure that there's a little bit of that same relationship that God has with us that we have with our own kids. So... What we're going to learn today is what is it that that relationship that we have with our Heavenly Father can actually teach us as parents and can actually teach us as kids? Because I mess up all the time with God. But lucky for me and lucky for you, 1 John 1.9 says this. He says that, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins. And cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In other words, when we mess up, God does what? He forgives us, right? If we confess our sins, if we go to God and say, hey, look, I messed up. Heavenly Father, God, I messed up. I need you to forgive me. And there's this word that we're gonna kinda talk about today. It starts with the letter G. Does anybody know what it is? Kids Summit, kids, can you tell me? God's a good one. Yep, we're going to talk about God. Grace. It's grace. See, God gives us grace. And grace is defined as getting something we don't deserve. Because, see, we don't really deserve when we mess up for God necessarily to give us grace. So what we're going to discover today is that as parents and as kids, when it comes to being more like Jesus in our relationship with each other that we need to extend grace more often than what we do. So I want to give you an example really quick. I'm going to invite Miss Allison and Mr. Phil back out. And they're going to give you some examples of some times in their life. I know you think they're perfect, but let me tell you, I work with them, okay? They're close to perfect, but not quite there yet. I'm really Thanks. talking about you. Yeah. The, the perfect part or not yeah, close? Perfect. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, All right. right. Okay. It's Miss Allison this is just close. Yeah. I'm going to ask them to give us an example of when their parents, when they messed up maybe with their parents and their parents needed to give them grace. Ms. Allison, can you yeah, share? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, I, I can remember when I was in the fourth grade, I had Miss um, Keaton as a teacher and she was really tall and really tough. Um, and I remember it was report card day. So she handed out all the report cards and she told us that we all needed to take our report cards home and get them signed and bring them back the next day that shouldn't have been a problem, right? So I get on the bus, I'm on, go on, on the way home, and I remember pulling the card out of that little cardboard sleeve, and I was like, I gotten a D on my report card. And I almost felt sick to my stomach, because I knew I had to get one of my parents to sign it, or I was going to have to run at recess tomorrow, and I'm not a runner. So we need to fix the situation very quickly. So my parents owned a business, um, and they rotated every other day. So one day mom was home, the next day dad was home. And it just so happened that day mom was home in the afterno- afternoon. Thank goodness. And I remember getting off the bus and I walked into our front door, and I, she wasn't in there, so I just laid it on the kitchen table and I headed straight upstairs to my room. And I knew my dad would get home about seven o'clock. So that night I went to bed about six thirty. So the next morning I woke up, I had successfully avoided my father pre- on the previous day, um, went to school, and I was coming home the next day on the bus, and I suddenly realized, oh no, my dad's going to be home today. So I remember if you walked into our house, um, there were stairs, and you could see into our den, and I walked in the front door, and I saw my dad's legs at the end of his recliner, and I thought, all right, I think I can get upstairs real quick. And I remember starting to go up the stairs, and all of a sudden I hear, Allison, can you come here for a minute?
0: Dun, dun,
1: dun. Dun, dun, dun. So I walked into the den, and my dad was sitting in his recliner, and he said, um, hey, your mom told me about your report card. And then he said, can you tell me what happened? And I said, and he said, all right, I just need you to do better next time. And I remember thinking, really? Like, that's it? And he said, come here and give me a big hug. So I walked over, and I gave him a hug and I ran upstairs. And I can still remember what I was wearing that day. I remember everything about that moment because what my father did was he extended grace, which was unexpected kindness to me. If he would have done what I expected him, which was to ground me or to punish me or to yell at me, I probably wouldn't have remembered it. But the reason I remembered it is because he extended grace, which was unexpected kindness to me when I deserved to be punished. So it just made me think, when we embrace grace and we extend that unexpected kindness, we're actually embracing the heart of our Heavenly Father.
0: That's really good. Really, really good. All right, Phil. I got a feeling yours is going to be a little cray-cray.
2: <laughs> well, the hardest thing was trying to think of which, which, which part, that which, you hit, which yeah. one to share. Which time um, you messed but, up. But just a raise of hands if you guys remember your, your favorite toy you ever got. Like, I remember this. Well, so I was... a. Uh, I was getting ready to turn 15, and I had went to this fall festival, and I saw this wooden rubber band gun. Anybody have a rubber band oh, gun before? Yeah. These things were incredible. Like, you know, back then, there weren't all these cool pellet guns and stuff. I mean, so we, we were like playing with sticks outside and all kinds of making fire and stuff. But so this thing was super cool, and and I remember walking with my mom, and I said, I really want that rubber band gun for my birthday. Like, I want this thing so, so bad. So my birthday comes. I open up my last present, and it is this wooden rubber band gun. Not only the rubber band gun, but the rubber bands that actually went with it, that fit, that got the perfect tension. So when you shot this thing, I mean, it was like, boom. I mean, it was going to hurt somebody. And so my dad um, was, was a pastor. And so I was at the church like every single day of my entire life when the doors were open. And so he did a lot of weddings there. And um, about uh, two or three days after my, um, my birthday, my dad had to do a wedding at the church. And so he you know, say, hey, you got to come. I'm like, I don't want to go. You got to come. Okay. So I go. And my mom's like, do not bring that rubber band gun. Like, you cannot bring that. Okay. I ain't bringing it. I bring it. Um, so I, I stick it kind of in my back because I was like, that's cool, you know, cop kind of thing. So I, so, uh, so I go in there and I'm sitting with, with my friend Jonathan and we sit down and I'm like, dude, look what I got. like, Oh, you brought that? I'm like, yeah, I brought this. He's like, we got to do something. I'm like, I know. So we're sitting <laughs> in about the fourth or fifth row. And I remember him saying, hey, we need to shoot Drew in the back of the head. He was one of our friends. He was sitting like in the second row and he was a lot taller than us. And so I'm like, all right, dude, when they start praying up there, I'm going to shoot Drew in the back of the head with this rubber band gun. So I'll never forget, my, my dad's up there, and he's doing the ceremonies reading, he's like, all right, guys, let's pray. It's right before they're getting ready to say, yeah, you can kiss the bride, blah, blah, blah. So he's praying, he's got his hands up, it's, you know, a spiritual moment and everything, and I'm like, here we go, you know, and obviously, since he's taller, I've got the trajectory of this thing kind of <laughs> aimed up, and I, I pull it, and I watch it, and it goes over, Drew's head. And he just happened to be sitting right in direct line of the bride. And so this thing shoots over Drew's head and smacks her right in the side. And all, all we hear during this spiritual prayer is, ow, what was that? And everyone immediately is just like, what? And then my dad looks down. I'll never forget this. He sees the rubber band. He looks at me and, I, I mean, I almost died right there. So we get home, and I was, I was pretty much beat every day of my life because he said, you did something today probably that I didn't know about. So I get home, and I'm expecting to get just, I mean, tore up. And he comes in, and he, he uses the famous Bill Cosby line he always used. I brought you in this world, and I'm about to take you out, okay? So I'm like, I'm just prepared. I've said my prayers. I'm going to heaven, I think, and everything's good. Well, he actually, he comes in, and he, he just says, Phil, I just want you to know that you embarrassed our family so big today, and you have got a lot to do to make up for that. And then he just walked out of my door. I'm like, are you, are you, like to me that was a huge win, but just like Allison, I remember a lot of stories, but I remember this one and a few others specifically because it was one of those moments when my dad gave me. Uh, something I didn't deserve. He extended grace to me and the grace provided that space. Now the consequences did not go away. I still had consequences. Yes, I was sitting right next to my parents for like the next six months in church. Like I wasn't allowed to sit anywhere else. The consequences, they stuck. But the grace that he gave me gave me the space to know that, hey, there's a future. I'm going to live past today. And I, if, if I make good choices going forward, I can make up for something I did. So that
0: was my story. I'm glad you said that because you kids, uh, we all need to understand this. Parents, kids, When we mess up, it doesn't mean that necessarily there won't be consequences, okay? Parents are like, yeah, that's right. But that's true for us too as parents. doesn't mean necessarily there won't be consequences. doesn't mean that we won't maybe have to deal with what comes later. But see, grace gives us a fresh and new start to move forward. And I don't know about you, but with my family, we need to show grace more so that we can have a fresh and new start. Now, we're going to give you an illustration because we want to drive this point home. Here, I've got this, uh, I've got this glass mug here. It's full of water, okay? And this, what we're going to say is that this right now represents our relationships with our kids, our relationships with our parents when everything is good, right? This is, this is good. See how you? I, I even drink out of it. It's really, really good, okay? See? But we all know that when it comes to our relationships, that this isn't where it always stays. And here's what I mean. All
2: right, guys. So we know that in, in our lives, like, this is, this is how it all starts. And then we kind of take our first breath and things start kind of going downhill quick, right? So, so the first thing we want to we kind of add in there today is, is hurt and pain. Anybody ever had any hurt and pain in their life? I think we can all raise our hands. So when that happens, like, our lives start getting filled with with, with some hurt and pain, and we start seeing things kind of getting filled up in there.
1: Absolutely. And then, you know, there's obviously disappointment. You know, when you were expecting something to happen and it just didn't go your way, there's lots of disappointment. Mm,
2: that's getting cloudy. And then, and then expectations, right? Like whether it's from your parents if you're a student or kid or, or whether it's you as a parent, Right. We have all these expectations put on us, and that starts adding to our lives.
1: And then, you know, we're oh. all busy. Like, we all have a ton of things going on, every person in our family. So we just get busy.
0: I'll hold that one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is a good one for me with three kids at home. A little bit of anger sometimes kind of sneaks in, right? You want to sell your kids on Craigslist kind of deal. Like, that anger <laughs> comes in, and that, is, that, that kind of gets all up in there, too.
1: And then there's those heated moments when you're in the middle of an argument or you just had a bad day and you say those harsh words that you really don't mean to say.
2: And then something that people experienced over me, jealousy. I'm just, I'm just kidding, but um, no, we have jealousy whether it's over jobs or houses or, or what we see on Facebook, right? That stuff creeps in all the time and so that gets added to our lives as well.
1: And then there's times when we're just misunderstood. So we have misunderstandings in our families, um, with our parents, with our kids, with our extended families.
0: All right, pause, kids. You're going to want to pay attention. Okay, here's why. At some point, Miss Allison or Mr. Phil is going to drink this. I'm, I'm serious. Not me, but them. Drinking it. Yeah, <laughs> I know.
2: I know nothing about this one, but uh, immaturity um, sometimes can can sneak in as well. No, seriously, you know, in marriages, why a lot of marriages kind of uh, end uh, prematurely is because you know one, one, one person maybe a little more immature. Kids, it definitely comes into our life. So sometimes that kind of gets poured in there as well.
1: It's looking good, isn't
2: it? It's it's yummy right now. And Mine, then
1: yeah. um, there's times when we assume things. We just make up our own stories and put assumptions all over things that. Um, that we assume.
2: Yep, and then we have then we have fear, right? That creeps in in a lot of different areas, and so we add a little bit of a little bit of fear in there.
1: That's a lot of fear. All right.
2: I'm then, scared. Okay. <laughs> you know what?
1: He's gonna be drinking this. Okay. <laughs> so then there is um, all the stuff that we worry about about what other people think of us, right?
2: And then, and then kids, uh, students, uh, stubbornness. You know, i got a little bit of stubbornness, a little lot more. Okay, yeah, we got some stubbornness definitely that, that creeps in sometimes.
1: And then there's our friends um, and all the people that we work with, all the people that we encounter in our lives. So there's those outside influences also.
2: And then we have these, these sticky situations that we find ourselves in. Maybe it's a phone call we get or something that happens, and that kind of creeps into our life as well.
1: And then, you know, we all have that one thing that we just don't want to talk about. That one thing that maybe nobody knows about that happens um, when nobody's looking.
2: And we have exhaustion, like me right now. And then that kind of gets added to our life as well. And so we have all of this kind of added to our life. And so this is what it ends up
0: looking like. Yeah. But see, when we bring grace into the picture when we start to do what Jesus has done for us as we begin to put grace in our relationships here's what happens we begin to forgive each other we begin to say yeah That hurts. But you know what? I forgive you.
1: We begin to say, you know what? You're more important than that.
2: We begin to say, I want to give you the space that grace provides.
0: The relationship is more important than what I said.
1: We begin to say, I'm really sorry. I did not mean that.
2: We begin accepting responsibility instead of blaming others for what's happening.
0: Grace. I give you grace. And as we give each other grace, this is what God does. God takes all the mess that we have in our relationship, and he begins to put all the pieces back together. Now, is is the water still a little cloudy? Yeah. Because grace doesn't necessarily take away the consequences. And yeah, you're going to have some scars for some things that people say. But it begins to clear things up to give it a fresh new start so that Phil... And drink from this glass. Hmm. So the question I have for you today is, how can you and I, as parents, extend grace more to our kids? Kids, how can you extend more grace to your parents? Because can I just be honest with you? My daughters are sitting right here, Kaylee Carrington, your daddy messes up. I don't have it figured out. I'm trying, trying to be a good dad. But I need you to give me grace because daddy isn't perfect. And I appreciate when you give me grace. Mama, she's going to mess up. She's going to need you to give her grace. And as mamas and dads, we're going to do the same thing for you. So I challenge you how can you extend grace more in your relationships with your kids? How can you extend grace more with your parents? Sometimes this gets even harder as adults, right? We gotta give grace to our parents who maybe their health is starting to decline and we need to extend grace to them. I wanna pray for us. Heavenly Father, God, thank you for the example that you give us. Thank you, God, that you loved us enough that you would extend grace to each of us when we didn't deserve it. Father, I pray for each person in this room. God, I pray for the Kids Summit age kid. God, I pray for the Impact age kid right now. I pray for our parents, for each of us, God. As we parent our kids, may we lead by your example. And may we extend grace better than what we do. God, knowing that it's not going to clear up all the water, it's, it's not necessarily going to fix all the issues. And yes, there, there's still going to be consequences. But God, help us to forgive what people say, the harsh words, the disappointments, all those emotions that we feel that fill up our, our tanks. God, may we replenish ourselves with grace and may our homes be homes that are full of grace. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus, who says that we are all his sons and daughters. Amen.